You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Breaking free from the doom and gloom train. Are you able to do that? Well, you're going to be by the end of today's broadcast for the next 27 minutes here on WCF Radio and around the world. We're going to be talking about how we can break free from the doom and gloom narrative. Doesn't mean bad things aren't coming. It means that we as believers are going to understand how we're going to happen to the end times instead of the end times happening to us. Something my friend Mario Murillo said, and I just can't stop saying it because it's so true. The end times are not going to happen to us. We are going to happen to the end times. I'm tired of the doom and gloom. In my life, in your life, we are in a world that's full of uncertainty. It's got challenges, and it's super easy to get caught up in this perpetual cycle of doom and gloom. I really believe This is one of the major assignments of hell on a believer is to get us to feel so overwhelmed by the headlines that they're so negative, they're so bad that it's just like we just cower. We go into our home and we're just burdened. And look, I'm not mocking any of you because we've all all felt like this. I've felt like this a lot. That's why I'm talking about it. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. These statements are not just cliche. They're living. They're from the word of God. And so I want to give you 27 minutes of encouragement today to get us to get out of, to get off of this doom and gloom train. I'm entitling today's show Breaking Free from the Doom and Gloom Train. And I just want us to remember that we are a conqueror. We are victorious. We're going to break free from this cycle, this perpetual cycle. But Todd, look what's happening in Israel. I know. Look what's happening in Ukraine. I know. Look what's happening in America. I know. Look what's happening at our southern border. I know. I know. We're watchmen. We are not going to be absent. We're not going to withdraw ourselves. We're not going to become separatists. We're not going to become some, some monks in the, in, the, in the mountains somewhere. At least I hope not. I hope that we're going to occupy until he comes, like the scripture says. Number one, we need to understand we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. This means as Christians, we're not defined by our past mistakes or the challenges that we face now. Instead, we are a new creation, born again through faith in Christ. Remembering this, and this is so much truth, it's going to empower us to shed the burdens of our past and look forward with hope. To also shed the burdens of our current and of this world. We are children of the Most High God. Number two, children of the Most High God. John 1, 12. It declares this, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become what? Children of God. We're not just followers of Christ. We're literally children of the most high God. 
This is reminding us of the incredible privilege and inheritance we have in Christ, which is far surpassing any worldly struggle. I talked about this, but let's say it again. Number three, we're more than conquerors. Romans 8, 37 proclaims this. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. As believers in Yeshua, believers in Jesus, as Christians, followers of Christ, followers of the way, we are not victims of circumstance, but we're victors through our relationship with Jesus. Doesn't matter what happened in our past. You say, Todd, I was a drug addict. Todd, I was on meth. Todd, I was on Oxycontin. Todd, I was on fentanyl. Doesn't matter. The world says there's a 2% recovery rate. The world says you ain't going to get off it. But you know what? In Christ, you're a new creation. In Christ, you're a child of the Most High God. That's who you are. You're more than a conqueror. I'm going to continue in just a second. But you know, someone called me this week and they said, Todd, I'm, I'm thinking of cheating on my spouse. I said, why? They said, well, because I met this person. And this person is kind and they're loving and, and, they, and they treat me good. And my spouse, he's boring. He doesn't really do much. He doesn't really say much. He's, I said, was well, he cheated on you? No. Is he a good man? Yeah. Is he abusive? No. Is he mean-spirited? No. Well, why is it that this other guy's better? Well, because he just gets me. Listen, the grass is only greener on the other side if you're not watering your own lawn. I'm not saying marriage is perfect. Some of you have been through divorce, and you know what? Rightfully so. You needed to get out of an abusive marriage. You know, the Bible actually warrants certain instances for divorce. I, I know the Christian culture is so mean-spirited about it and they want to beat you up for it, but there's actually times when the Bible says it's okay to get a divorce. You know that? The scripture says if someone commits adultery, you can leave. You can go. It gives you instructions on that. We'll do a show about it soon. But the deal is, no matter what you've overcome, no matter what you've gone through, you say, Todd, I've been molested. Todd, I've been beaten. You don't even know what I've been through. You have no idea, Todd. I get it. Listen, I could start putting out some dirt on this program of things that I did in the past and things that I went through in the past. It was not pretty. This is what we got to start talking about in the church. We got to stop you know, putting things under the rug. Blessed and highly favored. Everything's fine. No, it's not. You haven't dealt with the drama. You haven't dealt with the trauma. You haven't got it up and out yet. Don't rehash it over and over again, but you know, you do once in a while need to talk about it to get it out of there. And then you don't have to go back. You don't have to look back. But you got to get the healing. See, a lot of people are carrying these burdens and, and, and you've been judged and accused in the church. And I'm sorry, that's not what was supposed to happen to you. But listen, today is a new day. This is the beginning of the rest of your life. Move forward, walk victorious. You're more than a conqueror. Those other people... I don't care if they were in the church or not. Those people, they weren't of God. If they were mean-spirited to you, if they treated you horribly, mean, rude, haughty, they're going to have to deal with God about that. But you, you're more than a conqueror. Stand up. Romans 8.37 says, no, all these things that we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. This means we're not victims of the circumstance. We're victors. Through our relationship with Jesus Christ, we embrace the truth it empowers us to face the hardest, most difficult challenges and trials with confidence and courage. Number four, you're chosen. You're set apart. 
I'm going to say that again. I'm going to speak those words over you. You're chosen. You're set apart. Todd, I struggle with pornography. Todd, I struggle with alcohol addiction. Todd, I struggle with marijuana. You're chosen and set apart. Listen, 1 Peter 2.9. Our identity in Christ, something I talk about often because if you get this, it's the biggest revelation. One of the biggest in Christendom. One of the biggest in Christendom. 1 Peter 2.9 describes our identity in Christ. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. This verse is reminding us that we're not ordinary. We're extraordinary. We're chosen and set apart by God for a unique mission, a unique purpose. And when you have this revelation, when you have this realization, it fills you with a sense of purpose and significance. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is my job to go out. I'm chosen and set apart. I'm peculiar. I'm not like the world. I don't look like the world. I don't act like the world. I'm not going to identify with the world. But greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You see see the difference there? We don't need to look like the world. We don't need to act like the world. We don't need to be like the world. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That means we're overcomers. We're chosen. We're set apart. Let me speak these words of life over you one more time here. You're a new creation in Christ. You're a child of the most high God. You're more than a conqueror. You're chosen and set apart. Number five, there is an eternal hope for you. You know, amidst the trials and tribulations of this life, you have an eternal hope. In Titus 1-2 in the New King James, it assures us that our hope is based on God's promise of eternal life. It says, in hope of eternal life, which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time. This hope transcends the temporary challenges we face and anchors our souls in unshakable promises of God. So as Christians, we're called to break free of the doom and gloom train that the world often rides, always rides. And the Bible reminds us that our identity in Christ, we're a new creation. We're children of God. We're more than conquerors. We're chosen and set apart. And we're bearers of eternal hope. And when we focus on these truths, we find strength, we find purpose, we find joy even in the midst of difficult times. It's time to remember who we are in Christ and remember what Jesus Christ wants of us. He wants us to offer that hope and inspiration to the world, to be a bright light, to be the salt and the light. Somebody on this broadcast today You've been carrying this burden of who you are for too long. I think it was something your parents might have said to you. Maybe your dad. Somebody said something about you. You're not going to make it. And so there's something in you that gravitates towards bad news. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but there's somebody specific on here. Write me at pastortodd.org if this is you. Or put in the comments below. But I just, I feel like you've been carrying your dad's words around and he told you you weren't going to make it and you've carried that and you've carried it and you've carried it. And today God has chosen this day to break it over you. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than, you're victorious in Jesus. It's not what your dad said. It's what your father in heaven said. There's another person on here and you've been dealing with a weight challenge and you, you go to food to comfort you. 
because it's, it's an area where you go when you're broken, when you're hurting, you eat. And God is speaking to you right now and he's saying, stop doing that. That's not of me. It's actually gluttony. He says, it's a sin. It's gluttony. But you know, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to take care of your body. And what the Lord is saying right now is that he wants to set you free of this bad habit. He wants you to rely on him instead of going to the food. Do you hear what I'm saying? He wants you to go to him. When when you're in a struggle, call upon his name. Instead of running to the food, call upon his name. Say, Lord, I need you. Jesus, you say, if I call upon your name, you hear. You hear from heaven. I'm here. I need you. Give me the strength. I'm telling you, it'll shift the situation right there and then. The devil is not going to have this victory because see, there's a plan for your life and God has a plan, but the devil has a plan. And the devil wants to bring bad health on you. This is a generational curse that you need to break. He wants you to have bad health in your body, in your physical body that eventually will take you out if you don't, if you don't change course right now. Start eating healthy. Stop using food as a crutch. Break free of this in the name of Jesus. I'm not making fun of you, by the way. I love you. I'm speaking from the heart of God right now. I'm just going into what he's saying to me to share with you. I believe the Lord is operating prophetically right now on this broadcast. There's people that are being set free right now. You've been in a bad relationship, somebody. I feel this really strongly right now, an abusive relationship. This is for a woman out there who's listening. You're a Christian, but you've been down. You've been beat down. You've been discouraged for a long time. You are not operating the optimal version of yourself because you've allowed this situation in your life to take total dominance over everything. You, you have felt so beat down and defeated, and you felt helpless. And God is saying you're not helpless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak this over you right now. You're chosen and set apart. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That's you. This abusive relationship did not define who you are. It's what the devil wanted to define you. The devil wanted to define you as this, oh, you're a victim. You're a victim of this horrible relationship. God's got big plans for you. Don't, you're not done yet. Get off the doom and gloom train right now in the name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we break that assignment of hell over you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we break it now. We break it now. Listen, I I didn't intend the program was going to necessarily go this direction, but I feel like the Spirit is just moving right now. And so I'm going to go with it because I don't want to quench the Spirit. People are getting healed and set free on this broadcast. Not by me, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. I can't make anything happen. On my greatest day of preaching, I can't make a darn thing happen. If you feel something right now, it's the presence of God speaking through the radio, speaking through the podcast. The presence of the Lord is upon you. Some of you have been listening to doom and gloom stuff constantly for years now. You didn't even realize it. You're a truth seeker and your heart is in the right place and you started finding information and what happened is it became an addiction. So now every day you're constantly looking for a new video and something people are sending to you and you've lived in this place and even though a lot of it is true, God is saying, come out from among them. Don't live on the doom and gloom train. Listen, I've covered the prophets. I've covered a lot of stuff. Not the real prophets, I'm talking about the false prophets. In this program, we've addressed some hard issues over the course of the last couple of years. 
And right now, I just feel like the Lord is saying, look, he wants where we're going this next year is going to be difficult and it's going to require discipline and strength. What we're going to see in the news headlines is going to be astounding. Some of the things that are going to come across our our mind, our television, our radios are going to be astounding. They're going to be they're going to be dark and it's going to be doomy and gloomy. And and the devil is getting ready. He wants to hit the body of Christ with what he thinks will be the nail in the coffin. But guess what? God has another plan. We are going to get off this doom and gloom train. We are not listen The end times is not happening to us. We're happening in the end times. We are more than conquerors. We're victorious. We're a new creation. We're children of the most high God. We're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors. Say it to yourself right now in your car, wherever you're listening. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a, just say it. I'm more than a conqueror. Romans 8.38. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. As Christians, we're not victims of circumstance. We're victors through our relationship with Jesus Christ. We've got to embrace this truth. It empowers us to face life's challenges with confidence and courage. Hallelujah. I'm so tired of the doom and gloom. I lived in it for a couple of years. God had to pull me out of it. And then we started seeing miracles happen, signs and wonders in our meetings, people getting saved in the droves. The Lord started opening doors. I could have stayed in that doom and gloom place. But God said, get up out of it. Get up out of it. And and the end times are not happening to you. We're happening in the end times. I'm happening in the end times. The spirit of the Lord. God is ready to move. He's ready to move in your meeting. He's ready to move in your home. He's ready to move in your church. You know what happened at Asbury? He wants to do that at your church and even greater things. He was just showing us, look, I'm able. I'm willing. Here I am. We've got to show up. We've got to say yes. We cannot let this doom and gloom overcome us. That's the whole point of it. It wants the the Christians, the the church to feel so beat down and discouraged. And a lot of us have fallen into this trap. And I said, by golly, not anymore. The grace of God, his grace is sufficient. The spirit said, it wasn't me, it was the spirit said, Todd, you get out of this. And I said, yes, I'm out of it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to walk as a victorious believer in Jesus Christ. That's who I am. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We can change the atmosphere when we walk in. You say, I've been in a bad marriage for 10 years. Okay, you know what? Start declaring and decreeing today. I know, Lord, I have a heavy situation here, but you are great. You are worthy of praise, and I know you are willing and able to move in my situation, in my life. I am not going to give up today. I am not going to give in. I am st- I'm declaring war on the devil in my life. All these, these foul assignments of hell, I'm going to start canceling them in the name of Jesus. I am getting up. I am getting up. It is time to get up, church. It is time to get up. I am so tired of everybody being defeated. We are not defeated. Who are we? We are more than conquerors. Get up. I'm getting up. I'm taking my own advice. Turning off the doom and gloom. I don't need to hear it anymore. I already know who I am in Jesus Christ. He's got eternal, he's given us eternal hope. Amidst the trials and tribulations of life, we have eternal hope. He assures us that our hope is based on God's promise. It's eternal. In the hope of eternal life, which God does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. That's Titus 1-2. We have eternal hope. 
the doom and gloom train is going to crash and burn. The doom and gloom train is meant to get us all so beat down and discouraged and low and with our heads hanging low and our tail between our legs and just, oh my gosh, look at what's happening. Yeah, this is what the Bible said would happen. It's actually exactly what the Bible said would happen. The Bible's coming to light before our eyes. We've got to step into who we are. How do Christians step into our calling? How do Christians step into our calling? According to the Bible. You know, have you ever thought about that? What, what, what do we do? Like, how do we show up? Well, let's talk about that before the show's over here. We got to seek God's will in prayer. You know, in the Bible, prayer is emphasized as the means of seeking God's guidance. Yeah, and his understanding in our life. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Encourage us, don't be anxious for anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That we got to present our requests. What else does the Bible tell us to do? Study and meditate on God's word. It's our primary source. The Bible's our primary source of guidance and understanding and our calling and purpose. In Joshua 1.8, it says, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate it on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. These are the things the devil doesn't want us to know. We got to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit plays a critical, crucial role in guiding and empowering us as believers in Jesus. God promised the Holy Spirit would come and guide us in John 14, 26. To step into our calling, we've got to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit and be attentive to his leading. What about embracing God's gifts and talents? Well, 1 Peter 4.10 teaches each of us should use whatever gift that we have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. So when we recognize and use our unique gifts and talents, and it, it, this is an essential part of fulfilling our calling. We've got to use the gifts. If God's given you a gift, use it. Don't bury it. He's given you a gift to sing. Get on a worship team somewhere. Start singing. Start singing online. Start singing in different places. If he's given you a gift, don't do it if he hasn't given you a gift because then people are going to get mad at you. But if you've got a gift to sing, brother, sister, use it. Serve others with love. We're not looking to be recognized. We're not looking to get a pat on the back. We're not looking to, to be praised by man. We're looking to serve. The Bible emphasized the importance of love and service in Galatians 5.13. He reminds us to serve one another humbly in love. Our calling involves serving and blessing others in many different capacities. There's so many different things that you could do that I could do to serve others. That is exuding the love of Christ. What about be obedient to God's commands? Obedience to God's commands is central to living out our calling. Jesus said in John 14, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Well, obeying God's word is a demonstration of our faithfulness to God. We got to trust in God's timing. Patience and trust in God's timing are essential. In Ecclesiastes 3, 1, God tells us there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Our calling may or may not unfold immediately. 
but we must trust that God's timing is perfect. His timing is perfect to heal you. His timing is perfect to fix your situation. His timing is perfect to answer your prayers, to, to, to heal your marriage, to turn your wayward kid back to Christ, to let him become a prodigal. God's timing, he's in the middle of working it out right now. Don't grow weary. Don't give up. Keep pressing ahead. Seek accountability and guidance in Proverbs 15, 22. It says plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Seek counsel and accountability of fellow believers, mentors, and spiritual leaders to help you to discern and navigate your calling. Thank you to those who reach out to me regularly. And I reach out to folks to do the same. We got to be willing to grow and learn, teachable. Our journey of faith and our calling often involves growth and learning. In 2 Peter 3, 18, it says this, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be open to growth and transformation as you step into your calling. There it is. You got to be willing to grow and learn. You got to be teachable. Somebody who's not teachable is going to fail. People who are unteachable fail. If you're teachable, you're going to grow. You're going to learn. You're going you're to go to the next level. Uh, perseverance through challenges is another one. Challenges and setbacks are a natural part of pursuing our calling. It's going to happen. Don't be discouraged when that happens. James 1.12, it reminds us, it says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Listen, we got to step up in our calling. We, we got to get off this doom and gloom train. God's plan for you is not done. If you're here, if you're breathing, if you woke up today, get off that doom and gloom train. The end times are not happening to me. I'm going to happen to the end times. I'm going to happen to the end times. I'm getting off the doom and gloom train. I'm done with it. Personally, Todd Coconato, I'm done with it. Am I going to report the news when it's negative? Sure, I'll report stuff as I always do. But I'm not going to live in that place. I'm feeding my soul with the truth, with righteousness, with what the word of God says about me. I will not be defeated, neither will you. Stepping into our calling as Christians involves seeking God's guidance through prayer and his word, being led by the Holy Spirit, using our gifts to serve others, obeying God's commands, trusting in his timing, seeking accountability, and persevering through the challenges. It's a lifelong journey, friends. It's a lifelong journey of faith and obedience that leads to the fulfillment of God's plan for our lives. And we are not going to be defeated. We are going to stand on the promises of God. Get off the doom and gloom train. God is good. He's faithful. I love you so much. I hope this helped you today. PastorTodd.org is the website. PastorTodd.org. We bless you. We'll see you again next week.